0: Hi friends, I'm Father Billy Daniel. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. This podcast features sermons, reflections, and occasional conversations intended to help you find meaningful ways to engage in the spiritual life, to newly reflect on scripture and sacred writings, and to foster good conversation all for the singular purpose of helping you become more present to the God who is ever present with you in Christ. To learn more about me or to explore my books and other writings, go to www.williamdaniel.info. There you can sign up for bi-weekly reflections and updates or learn how I can be available to you or your church in deepening your life in Christ. Thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Christ's peace be with you. This homily preached in St. Michael's Church on Sunday, October the 24th, is based on Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. You know that person in your life who always seems to want something for themselves? That person who sounds like a broken record, you know this person. They have some bodily ailment that seems only to recur when you're there to hear about it. It's the person who, as soon as you ask that question, the one that we all ask, you know the one that no one really wants to hear the response to, you know which question I'm talking about. Hey, how are you? And as soon as you ask it, you know you've made a mistake. This person isn't like the rest of us. No, this person is too real, too honest to say something trivial like, I'm fine, how are you? Instead, they tell you everything everything you didn't want to hear, and the next thing you know, you're late for a meeting. As Jesus is walking down the street, there's a blind man somewhere off on the side, squawking once again about not being able to see. The people have heard his story time and time again, and they've grown weary hearing him go on and on about how hard it is to be blind. Be quiet, they tell him. But he doesn't seem to hear them. He knows about this Jesus who heals the lame, drives out demon, even gives sight to the blind, and he's not about to back down now that Jesus is within earshot. While everyone else is trying to get Jesus to notice them in a quiet, respectable fashion, the blind Bartimaeus cuts through the pleasantries and etiquette of polite society and just hollers out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Over and over again, he just keeps crying out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Be quiet, they tell him. Who's that calling from over there, says Jesus? Oh, you mean Bartimaeus? Oh, don't mind him, Jesus. He's just going to tell you about how he was out working in the field one day during an eclipse. And the crazy man, thinking it was a revelation from God, stare at the sun, and ever since, he hasn't been able to see. Tell him to come over here, Jesus says. And that's when the tenor of the crowd begins to shift. You want to see him? Suddenly, everyone is Bartimaeus' friend. Hey, Bartimaeus, come with me. Jesus wants to see you. I'll walk you over. This is going to be great. And remember tell Jesus that it was Ahaz who walked you here and made sure you found your way, okay? Have you ever noticed that when Jesus heals someone, the healing is never just about the person he heals? The healing of the blind man here in Mark's gospel simultaneously exposes the blindness of the people, Jesus attends to one who is physically blind and exposes at the same time the spiritual blindness the others had toward Bartimaeus. It remains unclear whether the crowd actually deals with their own blindness, whether they learn to see and listen to those crying out for Jesus, those crying out for help, or even just a little attention. The faith of the blind man, the trust he places in Jesus' power to heal, heal, compels him to set aside all respectability and simply cry aloud for mercy. And when he's healed, Mark tells us that, Immediately, immediately, without hesitation, he follows Jesus on the way. Mark tells us nothing about how the crowd responds. Did they stick around? Did they go home for dinner? We don't learn whether or not they too followed on the way, whether they are healed of their blindness. Unfortunately, there's no quick fix for spiritual blindness. As it involves a transformation of the heart, it's something we have to work on and work toward. In our modern world, the challenge is much greater, I think. We have created institutions to care for those who suffer. A blind man on the street, for instance, is the responsibility of the state. He's not my responsibility. And while we need social structures that assist those who are disabled in some way, these cannot relieve us of our responsibility to and for the other. Our responsibility to and for those in our communities who need love, attention, encouragement, or healing. It is the witness of the gospel that when we attend to those in need, we are attending to Christ. However, it is also the case that when we are looking for Jesus in our communities, we often fail to see the other. We often fail to see and attend to the one crying out for Jesus, crying out for help. One way that our church has worked to remove our blindness to the needs of others is by connecting with the residents of Upper South Street. I was with Sandy Wilcox and Mary Lou Boynton just last night who prepared a delightful meal for the residents there. But these meals are about much more than food. With Lynn Masana and others, We are providing an opportunity to share stories, to enjoy good fellowship, to cultivate community with the people, with the residents at Upper South Street that is greatly needed both for them and for us. We are cultivating this sense of community as a church, but this expression of love and attention cannot be sustained institutionally. It must be something each of us are involved in, in a personal way. Spiritual blindness, blindness to the needs of others, is particular. I may have learned it from someone or from somewhere else, but it's still my blindness. The faith of Christ, this way of life we know to be the church, is a lifelong theocentric practice of mutual conversion the church is a lifelong theocentric practice of mutual conversion i need the person in need in order to walk in the way of jesus i need the blind man in order to be healed of my blindness This also means that when I am in need, I do not pretend that I'm fine or that I can handle it on my own. Rather, I must embrace the humility of Christ and ask for help, even if the etiquette or respectability of polite society says otherwise. Mutual conversion is what the church is all about. I cannot be responsible to and for the faith of Christ unless I am responsible to and for others, both in their time of need and in the hour of my own. And here's the encouragement and power of the gospel Jesus has already given us this healing. The only question that remains is whether we will attend to the healing grace of God or remain wrapped up in our own business. Mutual conversion cannot happen alone, even if it begins with me. But once our eyes are open. Once we really begin to see and listen to each other, the world becomes an amazingly interesting place of possibility as our own need for attention wanes with the waxing of our attention for others. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast and go to www.williamdaniel.info to learn more about growing deeper in Christ. May the peace of Christ be with you, both now and always.